from them. So. Log Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols in the wilds of Idaho and Doghouse in the wilds of D.C. on the phone tonight. That's a Nationals 8-4 win over the Minnesota Twins in the nation's capital. Gio Gonzalez on the mound, Dave, 0-6-9 ERA, 2-8-9 fifth, three walks, 12 Ks, and 13 innings over first two starts with a 152-208-244 line against early this season. Dusty Baker talked before the game about his demeanor on the mound changing. He's not letting opposing teams see him sweat or that he's rattled out there. Uh, he looked good for the, through the first three. The Twins were guessing on his curveball, couldn't do anything with it early, but an E6, a wild pitch, and a Joe Maurer single, Got the Twins on the board, though they were down 7-1 to one at that point. Gio got through six, got in trouble in the seventh. Two singles and a walk end his night. Uh, Sean Kelly gives up a one-out, two-run single, 8-3 to three at that point. Gio Gonzalez ends up going six innings, six hits, three runs, two earned allowed, one walk, eight Ks, uh, 90 pitches, 60 of them strikes. But m- most impressive, I think, is just his calm out there. Dusty Baker talked about that again after the game, about how he's just calmness and his command, and especially his curveball tonight, all really impressive. Yeah, you know, we can talk about command and presence and, and everything else about Gio Gonzalez, and all that does matter. Um, but I think the biggest thing that matters most is if um, Mike Maddox is teaching Gio how to keep the ball down and generating more ground balls. I mean, this is the thing that's always been uh, Gio Gonzalez's bugaboo, is giving up fly balls, and fly balls uh, eventually turn into home runs. Um, and that's not happening this year. He's keeping the ball down. He's generating more ground balls than he ever has in his career. The strikeout rate is staying the same. Um, you know, I hate to say this is a new Gio Gonzalez, but it is an improved <laughs> Gio Gonzalez. Um, and the numbers bear it out. Um, I obviously, I am about 40 miles south of Canada in the middle of nowhere on a camping trip, so I don't have my computer with me. Um, however, if I did, I'd be able to look up the numbers that show that He's just generating more ground balls than he ever has, and ground balls turn into outs. Doug, has you had a nice view on the TV tonight, got to see Gio Gonzalez's curve in action. But what Dave says as well, yep. eight Ks, seven seven ground ball outs on the night. It's about the perfect mix of pitch to contact and pitch to K there for Gio. Yeah, yeah, it was, and uh, it, <laughs> there were a couple of points where. It, you know, we're, we're sitting on the couch watching the game, and Mrs. Doghouse actually shook her head and said, what was that pitch? You know, when there's just some beautiful, huge, looping curveball would go in for a strike with the, with the batter just backing away, like, what what the heck is that thing? Um, uh, funny enough, I happen to have my computer right in front of me here. And uh, Geo, interestingly enough, is at a career low in ground ball percentage so far this season. Only forty percent. Usually, he's up in the in the sort of mid to high forties, but that that just may be a, a, an artifact of April. Uh, I, I'd point to eight Ks and a walk on uh, on six six plus innings pitched as or seven plus innings pitched as uh, being awfully good uh, good good numbers. Um, those, those ground balls are a good thing to have. Uh, I like the Ks even more. Uh, Geo really seems to have settled down. I don't know if it's, it's Maddox being the geo whisperer or if it's, uh, I, I, I can't remember the name or, or his title, but basically the new coach in charge of the mental game who's been working with geo, uh, someone has found or some, 
combination of people have found the combination of magic ingredients that have gotten Geo both the, the outlook, the approach, and the mechanics to really generate some good re- results so far. I mean, an early season, so maybe it's a flash in the pan, but I'm a fan, so I'm going to cross my fingers and say this is the Geo we're going to see all season, and I like what I see. I personally think it's his feed the family mantra that he's repeating to himself on the mound to keep himself calm out there. That's making the difference so far. But apparently Kyle Gibson does not have a mantra, Dave. He struggled out there as a 28-year-old right-hander, 0-2, 3-5-7 ERA, 5-2-5-5, 239, 3-41, 400 line against coming into the game, down one nothing early. Uh, Bryce Harper grounds into a force at second, moves up to second base on a walk by Ryan Zimmerman, comes home on a Daniel Murphy single, a line drive to left by Danny Murphy, just goes with the pitch he was given. Jason Worth walks. Danny Espinosa hit by a pitch with the bases loaded. 2 nothing at that point. Jose Lobaton, who had a really good night at the plate, drives in two more. 4 nothing early. Nationals kept on adding on as well. Where are the other scoring? There's so much red hat to scroll forward. Danny Espinosa singles the drive-in run in the third. Jose Lobaton triples the drive-in. Another run there. 6 nothing at that point. Gio Gonzalez brings Jose Lobaton in with a sack fly. Everyone getting in the action there. and They were able to knock Kyle Gibson out early. Just three innings of work for the Twins right-hander, Dave. Did we lose Dave? Dave, you there? Yeah, say that again. Sorry. <laughs> Kyle, able, able to knock Kyle Gibson out early. Three innings pitch, seven hits, uh, seven earned runs, two walks, one K. Everyone kind of get out, got in on the action there. Was struggling to start the season and struggled again tonight. Yeah, you know, Kyle Gibson's uh, got some talent, but he's certainly having some troubles early this season. Um, you know, Nats jumped on them early. Maybe they were the benefactors of, of sleeping in their own beds and getting some home cooking. Uh, this offense is certainly capable of generating that type of a shock. But, you know, you, you look at the box score and the Nats are up 7 nothing, and Bryce Harper is over too. You know, they've, they've got something going on good tonight. Doug Ass, are you ready for your Mia Culpa about Jason Worth? He robs Byron Buxton of a home run in the third, climbs up the wall to bring a home run back in. Uh, goes up to bat in the fifth inning, hits a slider out the left field, solo home run his third of the year, second home run in the last nine games. It looks like he was picking it up a little bit. He left the game early. Dusty Baker said afterwards, no injury issues, they were more of a precaution. They had the lead, so they took him out of there early, rest him up and get him through the rest of the weekend and make sure that hamstring's okay. But did not look like the old man we've been calling him for the last couple of weeks uh, out there when he was in the game tonight. Yeah, okay. He robbed a home run. He hit a home run, but then he had to go take a nap. So I, I, I stand by my critique. Uh, Dave, you got to like what you see from him, though. He got, got a pitch that he could hit, powered it out the left, put it in the left field bullpen. I don't know how much of the game you saw where you are out there, but really nice play on that wall, catch at the wall. We saw him miss a couple of those in the first game of the season at home. Wasn't able to time it out there, but it looks like he's kind of got his legs under him. And Dusty Baker said he was really impressed with what he saw from Worth before he took him out there. He said he timed the homer like a rebound in basketball, and you can tell that he's played other sports when he's able to do something like that. Right. Well, you know, we've talked a lot about him and, um, you know, the, the bat speed slowing down and him having to guess a little bit more. And, um, you know, I, I kind of said it the other night, you know, when, when, when an aging player gets to that stage in his career, you know, he might actually, the, the the isolated power might uptick a little bit because he's guessing looking for a particular pitch instead of reacting and, you know, maybe cutting a swing down on occasion. So, 
um, yeah, you know, when he so runs into one, he's going to hit it a long way. Um, the play at the wall uh, was a great play. I'm not going to, I'm um, not going to try to uh, to denigrate him on that. He has had some of his troubles on defense uh, this for the early this season. Um, you know, we saw it on opening day. We saw it later in the week. But um, but he, you know, give him credit where it's due. He made a hell of a play on that ball. Doug has uh, Danny Espinosa. Uh, Dusty Baker talks before the game about how it's a gradual process to get his swing going and get him making contact with the ball, not swinging at pitches out of the zone, which is the key thing for him. He said he wants him to stop stressing over at bats, but apparently that's a gradual process too. But two really well-struck balls by him. He forced in one run by taking a pitch on the elbow, but two line drives as well, drove in a run with the other, two for three on the night, two RBIs, a run scored. Just seeing him make some squaring up a couple balls and making contact, a good sign for Danny Espinosa. We'll just overlook his error because he made a few nice plays on defense as well. I just got to hope that this is Danny Espinosa getting back to his roots because I still remember that, that first magical complete season when he had like 12 hit-by-pitch and 12 home runs at one point and, and 12 blunt hits, I, I think. I might be exaggerating a little bit. But uh, he's he's really showing his, his roots at a Long Beach State there where you, you stand on the inside corner of the plate and you turn away from the ball by leaning out over the plate a little bit more and, and taking one for the team there to drive in a run, which reminds me of, of one of my favorite Nats memories when Johnny Gomes got the walk-off hit-by-pitch in, in extra innings against the Phillies. And quite frankly, anyone who can do something that reminds me of that uh, earns themselves a, another couple of games of not having my scorn heaped upon them for striking out a lot, especially if they also get other hits and well-struck balls. I'll just uh, – <laughs> As, as you you pointed out here, neglect to to belabor the <clears throat> fielding bobbles that seem to come with some kind of Desmond-esque curse that's left over at shortstop. Ouch. <laughs> I will note that it's just the Nationals' fifth uh, error of the season as a team. They were tops in the league with just four before the game. So one more. I think they're ahead of the Mets now. Five errors. Mets still have four, so you got to get back there. Hopefully the Mets will mess something up recently. Soon, but Dave Daniel Murphy at the ma- at the plate today. Dusty Baker said he just has a game plan when he goes up there. He executes the game plan. He's going to give him a day off tomorrow because he hasn't had one so far. But he's hitting just about every game he's played. Two for four tonight. Two runs scored with the RBI. Just taking what they're giving him. One line drive to left field. He just really had a nice night at the plate again. Another multi-hit game for Daniel Murphy, who seems to have just. You know, picked up where he left off at the end of last season, proving that that run towards the end of last season with the Mets wasn't a fluke. Yeah, you know, we keep saying that uh, that he's not going to hit 450 and on base 650 all season long, but you know, who's to say he's not at this point? <laughs> um, you know, Daniel Murphy's always made a lot of good contact. He's always been um, always been a line drive hitter. Really hasn't hit a whole lot for you know, he's, you know, 10, 12 home runs or whatever, but. Um, you know, this is a guy that, that they got specifically because uh, because he makes good contact, and we're seeing it early on right now. He's locked in. Um, I don't have the benefit of Doghouse's computer, but since he does, he could probably look up his bathroom <laughs> and see, you know, how how lucky he's getting on top of um, hitting the line drives. But um, a little bit. Murphy's a good hitter. Murphy's a good hitter. Uh, um, you know, he has played okay in the field thus far, okay enough to. Um, you know, obviously you said the Nets were um, now tied with the Mets for fewest errors allowed. So, um, so so far, so good. I mean, if he wants to hit 450 the rest of the year, I'm okay with that. 
And I will note that there were one or two plays where you see him ranging over to either side and kind of have the immediate feeling, oh, he's not going to make this play. And when anything out of the ordinary, it seems like he has a little bit of difficulty, not the best arm from what I've seen so far. We may have been spoiled a little bit by having Danny Espinosa over at second and uh, Anthony Rendon there for the last couple of years. But he's been serviceable out there in the field. I'll give that to him so far. Uh, Doghouse, before we get out of here, I did want to note, I kind of liked Felipe Rivero's outing, even though he gave up a home run, a 3-1 pitch to Miguel Sano, a big, uh, powerful guy there, and he just challenged him, fell behind him, so he grooved him a heater, hit it out to straight center. Uh, Washington Post writer James Wagner noted that that was the first hit by a right-handed batter off Rivero so far this season. They were 0-13 before that, but gave up one there, but got the job done out there on the mound. Uh, <laughs> In, in a lot of ways, at least in his, his approach and his apparent uh, uh, a- attitude towards pitching, uh, Rivero is Joe Ross only more. He, he has good stuff and he's fearless, except his stuff is better and he seems to be even more fearless. So uh, I, I just I want to see more and more of Rivero pitching in late inning, high leverage situations because I, I think we're going to get good results out of that. Yeah, he really is the, the left-handed reliever you want, isn't he? I mean, he's, he goes after everybody. He, there's no tentativeness at all in his game. Yes. Twins are twins are one and set, one and eight, I should note, on the road after tonight's loss. They got two more in the nation's capital the next two days. The Nationals really need to take advantage of a struggling Twins team, the struggling Phillies after that, because as we mentioned previously, after these six games, well, five of them left now, they head out on the road for the Cardinals, Royals, and Cubs. That's going to be a nice uh, 10-game road trip there, some rough teams that you're going to have to play against. So you want to get off on a good note at this home stand and then go out on the road on a winning streak. So we'll see what the Nationals can do tomorrow. Nats Nightly, sponsored by the federalbaseball.com. I didn't say it. 12-4. and four on the Nationals <laughs> after the win tonight. 8-4 to four final in the nation's capital. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow afternoon after the Nationals game. Go Nats.